Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith, refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. November 23rd, 2015, a Monday. Katie was now reading in the book of Numbers, and she wrote out Numbers 23:19 with five stars around it. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? And from verse 20, Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. Lord, in this move, please help me to smile at the future, not look back, trust you, enjoy the process, trust you, trust you, not waver in unbelief, and rest. That was a list that Katie enumerated of eight things that she wanted the Lord to help her with in her upcoming move. She goes on to write out Numbers 24.4, the utterance of him who hears the words of God, who sees the vision of the Almighty. Numbers 27.12 and 13, and the Lord said to Moses, Go up into this Mount Abiram, and see the land which I have given to the children of Israel. And when you have seen it, you shall be gathered to your people, as Aaron your brother was gathered. Moses seems so accepting of his punishment. His only concern is who will lead the people. Tuesday, November 24th, 2015. Dear Lord, we packed up and drove to Nina today. Our house looks amazing. They began framing it today, so what a perfect time to come. And by the way, I should say when we packed up, it didn't mean we packed all of our belongings. We were just going up to Wisconsin for the holidays. The day started with my shot from Rachel, that is Rachel Weekly, our friend, at 8 a.m., and I wasn't sure how it would all get get done but it has. We left the house spick and span. The kids worked hard. Larry and Claire left this morning as well. Somehow, we stopped at both Krispy Kreme and Chick-fil-A and still got here in six hours. Crazy. Then Norman, Rachel, and I went to Van Vredes to go appliance shopping. I'm glad we scanned ahead. I'm not sure what I think about the selection. On the other hand, of course, there's tons of selection because this is America. We'll be excited to see the house in the daylight. And we meet with Rich, the builder, at 1030 to pick out stuff. My stomach feels stretched tighter than a drum. I'm not sure what these meds are doing to me. But thank you for the energy for today. That was phenomenal.
deposited money in the mail today from the Brannons, the Lamprons, Ethan and Chris, gas money from the Cahies, all after giving the Musipas a year-end gift finally. Found out that we get the pastor's discount at Valley Christian in Oshkosh. Insane. So much money every year. Wow. And then Norman got a $20 cabinet from the outlet, which means that we can probably, or definitely, use those as Rachel's window seat in her new room for less than $100. Only you could do that. Please guide us tomorrow as we select appliances. I want to get nice things without being greedy. Joe read a huge amount on the way here, our first family trip where he has been such an avid reader. And as a dad, can I just remark that he's continued to be an avid reader ever since. Numbers 32, 23. Be sure your sins will find you out. I never knew where that was found. Thursday, November 26th, 2015. Dear Lord, Happy Thanksgiving. What a great holiday. And yesterday I woke up with no bone cancer pain. Yay, that was a first. I don't have a clue in how, I don't have a clue how long. Plus, yesterday was another super long day. We met with Rich, the builder, and went appliance shopping. I woke up feeling good this morning as well. I've been hanging out since 8. I just got tired and sleepy now at 10.30. The men are hunting. It pretty much takes the whole day. I think they will be around for about three hours this evening. I know Ted wants to sell his land for the money, but it is the first thing he does is to go out there as soon as he gets up here. We were at Jungle Lake at the time, Katie's parents' lake house. My stomach is huge. It looks like I'm pregnant. I'm starting to get concerned, and I feel so short of breath. I'm not sure what that is. So we have large decisions to make about appliances, and I found a sectional yesterday that seems pretty great and makes me see that we could use a bit more seating downstairs. Norman would like another glider rocker like the one that I got in Tuscola, which pretty much proves my point that I'm usually right about these things. The question is, how much money do we throw around? Please show me and help me to be wise, but not greedy. And yay, I made it to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 1.1 These are the words which Moses spoke to all Israel on this side of the Jordan, in the wilderness, and Katie has outlined on this side of the Jordan. This side of the Jordan, ready to go in. Promises have been made but not fulfilled. We have assurances, commands, promise of your presence. But we are preparing. We haven't moved yet. The priests haven't stepped into the river yet. The waters have not been parted. God did it twice. It was a double sign. This side of the Jordan, will you do what you promised to do? If I step out, will you catch me? 
What about my nearest and dearest? Verse 5, on this side of the Jordan, in the land of Moab, Moses began to explain the law, saying, What do you do on this side of the Jordan? You review what you already know to be true. You remind yourself of the promises and what God has already said. If I could say this, by the way, that metaphor of standing on this side of the Jordan, not yet across into the next thing that God has called you to, is appropriate for, I think, literally everyone. There's much that lies ahead of us, and what do you do right now on this side of all of those expectations or question marks? Here's what Katie's answer was. You review what you already know to be true, and you remind yourself of the promises of what God has already said. She goes on to verse 32. Yet for all that you did not believe God, who went on the way before you to search out a place for you to pitch your tents, to show you the way you should go in the fire by night and the cloud by day. Thanksgiving night, dear Lord, was definitely a great day. Felt pretty good. I did get a little melancholy this afternoon. I just longed for the cancer to go away. Kids all had wonderful things to say about what they were thankful for. Rachel for dad's job and offering God her routine and then uh, hearing that we were moving. And she talked about how God doesn't change even if circumstances do. She even said, the possibility that we might lose mom. Kayla gave thanks for her job, increased spiritual vitality, and family. Tom, for a good transition to college and the way people have helped us and an awesome family. So many people don't go home to that, and I think he's realizing it. Mom was thankful for my courage That might be one of the most honoring things that anyone has said to me. I know it meant so much because I admire mom's courage, and she sees more than any other person of what all of this costs me. Finally, a note from Anxious for Nothing, page 33. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 13, verse 8. That means he will be doing the same thing tomorrow that he was doing yesterday. If you have any question about the future, look at the past. Did he sustain you then? He will sustain you in the future. Deuteronomy 3, 21 and 22. And I commanded Joshua at that time, saying, Your eyes have seen all that the Lord your God has done to those two kings. So will the Lord do to all the kingdoms than which you pass. You must not fear them, for the Lord your God himself fights for you. You have to pass through these kingdoms and take them. They won't just be given to you. 
but you must not fear, for the Lord your God himself fights for you. You have to pass through these kingdoms and take them, but don't fear, God fights for you. Friday evening. It really was a wonderful day. We girls went to Trisha's and she's all that. We were there all afternoon, a wonderful Black Friday experience. Quiet, calm, with some really fun purchases and gifts. I felt amazingly good. Hard to believe I lasted that long. We ate lunch. Wendy was there. My stomach feels like it has a bowling ball in it again. This after massive movement yesterday. The boys have been setting up dominoes and quite hilarious all weekend. Norman is more sick tonight. Bad sore throat. We have a request in for all of the appliances and the sofas, or the sofa, at the appliance store. So please continue to work in that situation, to provide, to lead us. A quote from Anxious for Nothing. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 13.8 That means he will be doing the same thing tomorrow that he was doing yesterday. If you have any question about the future, look at the past. Did he sustain you then? He will sustain you in the future. So great. Page 49 Right Attitudes and Thoughts must precede right practices. Only spiritual weapons will help us in our warfare against the flesh. 2 Corinthians 10.4 Prayer engages the spiritual battle. Deuteronomy 4.4 But you who held fast to the Lord your God are alive today, every one of you. Surely I have taught you statutes and judgments, just as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should act according to them in the land you go to possess. And Katie parenthetically says, this is what we try to do for the students. Therefore, she goes on to quote Deuteronomy 4, be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this is a great na- this great nation is a wise and understanding people for what great nation is there that has god so near to it as the lord our god is to us for whatever reason we may call upon him verse 9 only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself lest you forget the things your eyes have seen unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life. And teach them to your children and grandchildren, especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb, and the mountain burned with fire to the midst of the heaven with darkness, cloud, and thick darkness. Moses' lament in verse 22, But I must die in this land, I must not cross over the Jordan, but you shall cross over and possess the good land. Katie remarks, Oh, what a bitter pill to swallow. After all of that, you don't get to go in. 
It is the bitter pill that I face swallowing to leave my family and this earthly ministry, and they go on without me. Verse 20, But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace, out of Egypt, to be his people and inheritance as you are this day. Verse 24, For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Moses' words in Deuteronomy 4 remind me a lot of John 13-17, when Jesus talks with his disciples the night before he dies. Under such duress, in the knowledge of imminent death, what would you say? What would I say? Here is the interesting thing. I'm not even sure that Katie noticed this when she penned these words. She is saying the very thing that she would say, knowing that her death was imminent. Every one of these journal articles that I've read over these weeks has been the very thing that Katie would say, knowing that she was facing her own death. What would you say? What would I say? Thanks for joining me for There Are Good Things Here.